Greetings. You have called the Play Pals Toy Factory, home of the best-selling Good Guy Dolls. All sales are final. To speak with a customer service representative, dial 1. Oh uh, yeah, hi. I um I just purchased one of your best-selling good guy dolls for uh, Christmas. Yeah. Uh yes, and I was wondering, guys, um it's defective. No refund, sir. It's defective. No refund. No refund. It's not a refund. I want per se. It's just look. I don't know any other way to say this, but it it started talking, and then it started grousing, and then it started stabbing. It's a talking doll, sir. Is it also a grousing doll? It's designed to talk and grouse, sir. Honestly, it's not even the grousing. It's, look, I am barricaded in my laundry room, and your good guy doll is stabbing holes in the door, is screaming bloody... <sighs> Please hold, sir. Oh, absolutely. I'm sorry. Sorry? So why should I be sorry? You gotta stop being a pushover, Dylan. This is not your fault. This is not your fault. I'm the one whose family's dead. Greetings. You have called the Play Pals Toy Factory. Oh, son of a beasting! This is Slasher Movie Podcast Now. An experiment in audible terror and flesh-feasting film fandom. Prepare yourself, for your two hellish hosts, Michael Benton and Philip Shadburn, will chainsaw their way through the slasher movie classics of yesteryear. From the blood-soaked shores of Crystal Lake to the even more blood-soaked bedrooms of Elm Street, this podcast leaves no factoids unmurdered. I'm Michael. He's mid-beer, but... I'm Philip. He is Philip. And look, it's late September. We're going into October. And I got to say, dude, the weather is starting to change more and more to my liking, dude. It's getting that uh, nice little chill in the air. Yeah, especially in the mornings, dude. You're starting mm-hmm. to get that first autumnal crisp morning. Yeah. Oh, I love it, dude. I'm I'm loving it. I, uh... What are you, bit, McDonald's? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, it gets a little bit too hot in the summertime in Georgia, especially when you work on like construction sites. No, but I love it when the weather starts changing like it has been. It's getting fucking nice out. The, the skies are starting to be a deeper blue. Oh, dude, in autumn, when the sun goes down and it gets that purple slinking skies, yeah. holy cow, that is my favorite. That is. I love it. Um, do you do you want some more of it? That's a good question. Do I actually? How much more? Just throw it back at you. I'm just gonna volley I, it back. How I'm much just more? trying to think of the next lyric to that song. I try so hard, I can't rise above it. Right. I don't know what to do about okay, this so little Okay, so that sounds little. like this guy has backed himself into a corner. Mm-hmm. I feel like he wanted so much of it. I feel like he got greedy. He wanted so much more of this Whatever thing, he wanted. I would assume it's trucker balls. He It, it is country, <laughs> so it's got to do, it, it's something to do with trucking or 
mamas or trains or cowboys. Or running trains with cowboys on mama's truck, dude. Flipping that's, your that's, car drunk. That is every country song, mm-hmm. dude. Um, do I want so much more of it that I eventually can't rise above it and I would assume I drown or am smothered in it? No, I don't. I yeah. honestly don't. I honestly don't. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to be more of a moderate person when it comes to things that I love so much that I want, want more of it. Yeah, just bury your head in the sand, man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Bury your head in the sand. All the problems just go away. They genuinely do. Yeah. Every time I've had a problem and I ignored it, it went away, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's magic. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really works, dude. In fact, I, that's the that's the just to start this episode mm. out. We recommend ignore all of the problems in your life. They will go away. Yeah. Without your assistance. Yeah. Just give it time. So this is my favorite time of year, and what I love about it the most is that uh, what this is September twenty eighth, twenty ninth when this is coming out, and Halloween is but a mere month away, Phil. That is. You getting excited? Oh yeah, yeah. I I don't. Who are you going? Who are you, who are you going to go as for Halloween this year? Oh, let's see. <sighs> see, I I've, I've always wanted to do the classic Lon Chaney uh, uh, Wolfman with like you just get like the black nose and mm-hmm. I'll just paint my face like you know Lon Chaney's uh, werewolf. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would no. age well if they took a picture? Okay, so no. th- maybe scratch Charlie Chaplin. Scratch that out. Scratch. I think no, scratch all of those. Uh, Charlie Chaplin. That'd be a great one because most people would be like, I would think that Hitler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I wonder how many people who aren't like obsessed with movies. No, it's Charlie Chaplin from The Dictator. Yeah, and people go, I don't know what that is. Oh, you're talking about fucking Borat. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I hate him. Shia LaBeouf Cohen. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf Cohen. Okay, so you don't know who you're going as. Just be honest. With you. No, I don't know. Well, who? You, you, in years past, you went as somebody, right? I was a juggalo last time I went to a Halloween party like <laughs> two you? years ago. Yeah, I just painted my face like a juggalo and just wore like regular clothes. People were like, what are you? So what are you? I'm like, I'm just, I'm just a juggalo. I just bought like... It was a few years ago. Uh, you and me went to Party City and just bought a bunch of random shit. Like the hot dog hats and the hamburger hats and stuff. You know what? And we had oh bought white and black. Uh, 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 we had bought makeup, like the uh, like the black and white, like yeah, makeup yeah, yeah. face paint. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For like, well, that's like traditionally for doing, like, say, uh, a vampire Dracula, that kind or of thing. Or a voodoo uh, chieftain. Oh, we're going to get into that for today's yeah. episode. That's fucking crazy and didn't age particularly well. No. Uh, even for the time period. Every writer, there are two writers on this movie, okay? You have Don Mancini and somebody else, and they have divorced them. Like, you cannot find whoever's idea it was to do the voodoo angle No. Here. None of them want to cop to it. They're just like, just, just I don't know. No, they had just, better ideas, but yeah. we'll get into that. Uh, uh, who was your favorite Halloween character you ever went as? Was it the Juggalo? Or? No. Um, I actually bought a pretty nice werewolf mask it came with like the claws the claws and uh like uh, the hair on the claws so when so i had a uh hold on you the motion you just did a flannel shirt were they like was it one of those gloves that goes almost all the way to the elbow like you're a debutante no like uh, the wrist and then it was like hair like 
Chewbacca, oh, cool. like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So with uh, uh, the flannel shirt, the jeans, and the mask, and the hands, it was pretty howling like. Not bad. Not yeah. Okay, I have a confession to make. Uh, the howling is the mm-hmm. one werewolf movie. Of of note, at least, mm-hmm. that I have never seen. I love the howling. But then they went very off, like, course. and <laughs> I would imagine. They have one that's set in Australia called the Marsupials. It's like number four <laughs> or five. I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. At, at this point, was it the late 80s, early 90s when they had that come out? Early 90s, yeah. <laughs> of course. Look, all sequels, we're going to find, there are great sequels to slasher movies mm-hmm. uh, or horror movies in general. Yeah. They tend to go immediately off the rails. The Exorcist 2, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know. But I'd say, uh, for me, my favorite Halloween character I ever went as, and I did this five years in a row, in a row, Philip, mm-hmm. Jason, for five years in a five row. Five years in a row, though. That, that, were, that's a lot. Here's what. Here's why, okay? Because Friday the 13th was my favorite of the slasher series growing mm-hmm. up. The reason I dressed up as Jason so many times was because I felt like I got to be Jason for the day. Because yeah. I was such a huge fucking Jason fan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just kept the mask. And, every, and once well, a year, well, yeah. I would just put it on. And I just, oh, you could see the world through his eyes. It was actually very, like, you know, young Dahmer or something. Like, I'm sure my parents were kind of worried. Because mm-hmm. I would just I would just go to bed in that mask, dude. Okay. I would wake up in that mask. I would eat cereal in that mask, you know? Just like like people who wear the fucking masks now, where they, like, pull it yeah. down in the restaurant. Um, <laughs> the mask I would wear all the time was, like, the hard plastic one of, I had a Wolverine one, and... Was it? Yeah, it was Batman. I would wear that all the time, not as like a Halloween costume. Just I feel e- like I e- everywhere. Yeah, okay. I thought this was gonna happen if I just said Jason. I need to correct what I'm saying. For five years in a row, I would wear the Jason mask for Halloween. I'm talking about Jason Alexander. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Costanza. <laughs> And I would just be this little kid behind a fucking giant hard plastic mask of Jason Alexander. And just glued on, like, curled, <laughs> no, nasty hair no, to I, make the cul-de-sac. I, yeah, I had the, uh, yes, exactly. I had the fucking going bald cul-de-sac wig. That yeah. I, you know, and it was poorly done, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, and I would just sit there and just complain about muffin sizes to my yeah. parents. And they were yeah. like, what are you doing? It's shrinkage. <laughs> I was in the pool. Yeah. Just be screaming. In that yeah uh did you ever go as chucky though no never i never i'm gonna be honest i was thinking about this earlier i've never even seen somebody do chucky i don't think especially you, at adult size with yeah the that wouldn't make sense you'd look like a cracked out eric stultz yeah you would just <laughs> look like danny bonaducci <laughs> you would look insane yeah if you did that i've never seen i mean i guess the thing, I guess, do you remember at the beginning of the movie, uh, Andy's favorite show is the Good Guys show or yeah, whatever? Yeah, and he's like, I saw this one already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but do you remember there was the mascot? The big, the yeah. The big one. Big I guess, dumb suit. I guess you could do that, but that would be such a deep cut. People would think you were just doing an adult-sized Chucky, and you'd <laughs> yeah. have to be like, no, I'm the mascot from the Good Guys show in the first one. It's like, you're thinking too hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, have you ever been to a fucking cosplay festival? Yeah. They think really hard- I- and they are really fucking good at it, dude. I've been to some Dragon Cons and been, been and was like, 
My costume's stupid. No, I'm like, the, you're not even wearing a costume. The single best one I ever saw. And they're all amazing. There are so many to that, you know, are just top shelf, like, what the fuck level done well cosplay costumes. Yeah. The best one I ever saw was at Dragon Con back in 2011 or so. It was me and Alejandro and a friend. Um, we went there. There was, do you remember the chick Cenobite? Who had yeah, those weird the, things coming out of the cheeks? Yeah, like the weird, like yes. tribal piercing looking things. I saw a guy who had done that That's pretty to cool. the T, and mm-hmm. he was like kind of like a drag queen kind of vibe he was doing because he was also like loud about it. He was so funny. And I, 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 I'm, and you know, I, I, I'm loud and shit behind the microphone. Mm-hmm. I get nervous when I'm meeting people, mm-hmm. but I just had to go up to this guy and just be like, dude, that is fucking awesome. Can I please get a picture with you? He looked so good. I like the story that you told me of the guy dressed as Quail Man. Oh, just man. Just drunk. He's like, where's Nathan Fillion or something? No, no. No. You're colliding two things together. I saw somebody who had done perfectly Quail Man from Doug. Mm-hmm. Perfectly. And he looked kind of like Doug, too. shit-faced? I was shit-faced oh. walking around there, and I was screaming over and over, where's Scott Bakula? <laughs> and I was not being ironic. I was like, really wanted to meet him. Dude, Quantum, Quantum, Leap, Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. He was always one leap away from getting home, man. You know, that show never ended with him getting home. They just canceled. Like, the last season didn't. They just canceled it. So it's like, oh, that okay, so is he just stuck in time from that one that last episode you aired that is such a bummer yeah <laughs> he doesn't get back home yeah and dean stockwell eventually just leaves he's like look i can't keep popping up and being quirky with you i'm going i'm going back to whatever i do yeah you're stuck mm-hmm. this movie today's movie child's play i have one of those i was a little kid when this happened stories and i gotta tell it real quick okay Okay, so I was five years old, and my brother and I spent the night at my Uncle Charlie's house. Charlie Nunez, not Charles Lee Ray from today's movie. Okay. Um, and well, then again, he never said he wasn't the Lake Shore Strangler, so... Uh, and we're hanging out with his sons, uh, my cousins, and that night we watched Child's Play, okay? And again, I'm like five years old. I've never seen this movie. I, I don't think I have any concept of dolls can come to life and kill you, right? Mm. We, wa- we sit down in the dark in my cousin's room, and we watch this movie. Uh, and when the movie was done, my cousins and my brother, right, all all of them were like four to seven years older than me, right? Yeah. And uh, they they put on Howard Stern. Remember his old E show? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they put that on. My uncle comes in, and he's like, Mike is way too young for this. A murderous doll killing cops and, and babysitters is fine, but Howard Stern, this is a yeah. shocking disc jockey. This will not stand. Yeah. So they send Murder's me- okay. Nudity's a no-no. Yeah, exactly. Bleeped out nudity. You know? Yeah. But anyways, they send me up to my cousin Ashley's room. Now, Ashley had already moved off to college. Mm-hmm. So I'm in her room that she had when she was a little girl, and there is a giant display of porcelain dolls. <laughs> and they're all looking right at me. So I spend the entire night. I just learned in one night that there is a concept of murderous dolls. That dolls that you don't think would come to life can totally come to life and murder you. I just learned that, and now I'm lying in a moonlit, darkened bedroom all by myself that I'm not used to with, like, 25 porcelain dolls just with, like, big... And they got bonnets and I know what you're talking about. they're all just staring ahead at me. Yeah. It was... Horrifying. I didn't sleep a fucking wank, dude. 
I slept in a doll room before. It was uh, me and my parents went to went to stay the weekend. Uh, my dad was an assistant preacher to a church, and we went to spend uh, the weekend with uh, like uh, the head minister and his wife. And she actually made dolls, like, and sold them, like, at malls and stuff, like, like with a kiosk. Okay. And uh, so the guest room was, like, all her, like, doll artwork. Aw. Yeah. Um, Aw. There is something about the white, like, the porcelain face and the... Oh, with the beady black eyes. black eyes. Oh, yeah. They just stare straight ahead. They're motionless. Yeah. And you imagine that if they spoke, I, I believe there was a, are you afraid of the dark about a doll, much like that, that they could speak. And it was terrifying when I was a kid. But, uh... I wouldn't say I developed like a full-on phobia of dolls, but I did look into it, and it's called uh, pediophobia. Huh. It's a fear of dolls. Uh, the fear is that they'll come to life. A lot of times it's because um, they trace it back to adverse childhood events, mainly seeing that concept introduced in a horror movie like like today's movie or Trilogy of Terror from 1975. Yeah, the, like the sex doll, the f- like tiki f- fetish doll that Karen Black in it the uh trilogy of terror yeah but uh did you ever play with dolls dolls I had relax a- relax action relax. figures let me say it again I mean did you ever play with big muscly badass action figures oh yeah yeah what the fuck is it with and I feel the same way and it's stupid at this point <clears throat> you were playing with, with dolls. dolls okay just because they had a big butt chin <laughs> and an and camouflage does not mean they weren't dolls <laughs> it's just some shit they said to make little boys not feel I'm not I'll prove I'm not gay this one has a bazooka it comes with like yeah, okay uh, they're little dolls, and the it's okay. The kid who has a huge crate of wrestling toys, they're all in their underwear. <laughs> I know, big, oiled-up, hairless men. Yeah. Like, come on, it's okay. But I saw your face when I said it, and I knew it, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wrote that. I wrote well, that like, action notes. figures, wrestling figures. Uh, but, like, as a kid, um, there was the thing that was like the good guy doll. Um, uh, the My Buddy? I didn't have that, but I had this... A teddy bear in like uh, corduroy Roy overalls. Uh, it was like his name was Furskin. They they had like a whole line. It was made by the Cabbage Patch guy, but it was bears. We're about to get into that, but real quick, I want to play you my favorite all time Twilight Zone episode. All right. Will you shut that thing off? My name is Telly Savalas. He even smokes in this episode. That's before he got the lollipops. That's right, yeah. My name is Talkie Tina, and you'll be sorry. Be a good girl, Tina, and eat your supper. Eat your own supper, Christy. (laughs) My name is Talkie Tina, and I'm beginning to hate you. My name is Eric Strader, and I'm going to get rid of you. You wouldn't dare. 
I love it. It's just one of those classic. It's one. It's it's. Yeah. It, it, I mean, honestly, it's one of the top ten great Twilight Zone episodes, and it's and it's just a creepy little girl's doll that is like, look, hey, I'm gonna fucking kill you. It just starts saying it. Well, and then, the great you know, thing with com- like with her and Chucky is like. She would say it in just like the regular doll kind of thing. Like, of course, like he had the Heidi ho ha ha ha. Or, <laughs> right. but then like he'd go into like Charles Lee Ray. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's that's sort of uh, I would imagine that's sort of the twist they put on it. Mm-hmm. But this is this is the least slasher movie we're doing so far, and it's the most like traditional 50s 60s kind of horror plot yeah and it's fantastic dude it's fucking fun as shit but yeah uh, and that was again that was telly savalas uh and others came out in 1963 but that's a long tradition that is not where this idea first came from possessor curse dolls have been around for a long fucking time uh voodoo dolls are the first thing americans tend to think of uh dolls that you insert pins into and they they can hurt the person that they are modeled yeah. after, right? That's the thing we all understand. It's tied to Haitian voodoo or Louisiana voodoo. But like most things white people believe, it's not true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, figurines and dolls aren't really a big thing in voodoo, apparently. That's just like, it just, it, it all comes from a book that was put out in 1933 that uh, just, just came up with this myth that, that it's all about just voodoo dolls and they stab the chest and the person they don't like has a heart attack the, yeah. know, 20 miles away. You know, it's not really true. But have you ever heard of Okiku? Have not. That is the doll whose hair keeps growing. You not heard about this before? Uh, no, I haven't. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was in a Ripley's Believe It or Not episode back in the day. But okay, uh, I couldn't find the clip for it. Now, yeah, I, I remember what you're talking about. Actually, now I found this on BuzzFeed. I'll put the link in the description. Is that Dean Kane? No, he's. I'm not linking to him. <laughs> He's sort of a pooper. Hmm. <laughs> I was Superman. Out. Yeah, the boring one. <laughs> Definitely. But uh, all the way back in 1918 in Japan, a family bought their youngest daughter a porcelain doll. The daughter loved the doll. She wouldn't leave home without it, just like the American Express card. She even gave the doll a name, which was her name, Okiku. About a year later, the little girl sadly died of an intense fever. Now, the doll sits around, and eventually the family notices that Okiku, the doll's hair, keeps getting longer. They came to believe the doll was inhabited by Okiku's spirit. Eventually, the family moves, and they're scared of the doll. The doll makes them nervous, right? They don't want to take it with them, but they feel that if they threw it away... Well, what if it has their daughter's soul in it? Yeah. Right? So instead, they donate it to a local temple where it is still on display. Its current hair length is 10 inches. Huh. Regular sized doll, too. Japanese horror is, is a. goes way out there. That shit's. like, uh, like. What's a Japanese horror? Uh, I don't think that's the grudge, is it? That that's. I think that's Korean. That's Korean. Uh, audition. I don't think I've seen Audition. If you haven't seen Audition, we will eventually be doing Audition, and Audition is one of the all-time most fucked-up horror movies. That shit is deranged. Awesome. Okay, so you texted me earlier, and you said, uh, "Do you mind if I read the text?" Go ahead. You said, um, 
You said, hey, man, I fell between the wall and the commode, and I'm... That's the wrong one. Hold on. Here it is. (laughs) Uh, You said, uh, Chucky is funny to me. I'm not scared of some fuck-ass dolls. So I got to ask you. I'm just not... Child's Child's Play doesn't really scare you that much? No. To me, it's just... It's too funny. Like funny, I, I I find it a comedy. Um, really? Yeah. Really? This kind of like hold on. This kind of like when Kale said that Texas Chainsaw was funnier to him than okay, scary. Okay, I have no idea where he was going with that. I don't but, either. But yeah. but this is interesting. What what is it? Is it hold on? Is it this? Is it like like at the end when Chucky's on top of Mama Barkley and he's like Rah! and she's just clearly just she's clearly handling the puppet and shaking him to make yeah. it look like it's attacking. Uh, is it that stuff? Besides that stuff and the way like he'd run through like the corners. Uh, did you know that the scene where he's sneaking around to kill Maggie? Yeah. That is actually uh, Alex Vincent, which is Andy Barclay's little sister. Really? Yeah. They just put her in like the good guy shit and says, all right, just have Adam. Run. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it was just the way the little legs move. And it's just something so tiny to me. It's just not that threatening. Do you like the. Like if a chihuahua could breathe fire, uh, it's okay. (laughs) It's not going to be a lot. That sounds great. It's It's not going to be a lot. It's going to be like a little torch lighter going off. So (laughs) fair enough. If it's trying to burn me, like, quit it, you little shit. (laughs) Okay. Because, yeah, we, we, uh, in a previous episode, we were talking briefly about my, uh, how dolls scare me in horror movies for some reason they do affect me kind of like mm-hmm. the clown doll from poltergeist stuff like that especially that mm-hmm. those things terrify me but i remember when i said that you were like yeah but you could just fucking kick them yeah or you, like, most people have a baseball bat or a blunt object to, to beat it with sure okay so let me ask you this like even when you were a little pup when you were like a little puppy mm-hmm. fresh out the womb yeah. you were sucking on your mama's teats you weren't scared to death of child's play? No, I wanted him to be my friend. I was like the evil Andy. <laughs> you were like Sid from Toy Story. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, Phil, my goal here is by the end of this episode, all right, I want you to be so scared of dolls that you take your fucking Darth Vader statuette and bury it in the backyard. Okay, I'll have to bury a few more. Imagine if you came home, you had a hard day at work. Mm-hmm. It's late at night. It's dark. You're fumbling for your keys. You got a six pack. You're yeah, son of a course. bitch. That's my sleeping medicine. Right, you get into your apartment. You pop down on the couch. You crack open a Narragansett beer. This is Boston in the 70s. Okay, I was going to say a hams. <laughs> and then you hear from behind you the unmistakable sound of a fucking lightsaber turning on. Okay. Would you not be fucking scared at that point? Well, he's got a lightsaber, and that could also cut your skin like like like, like butter. hot butter. Yeah, yeah, like just going through. So it's different from like a like a small child's um, hammer toy. <laughs> I fell fuck it then. All right, that just hits like the bridge of Maggie's, and it's like oh, it just falls out the window. Oh, fine, whatever. Okay, look, and then falls on that very brittle car. Phil. She fell from like 10 stories up, dude. Yeah, but this was the 80s. Cars were fucking built like tanks then. I'm just saying it's not accurate. You're right. She should have just exploded like a bag of blood in the it car. It should have just slightly went, and she's dead because it broke every one of her <laughs> fucking bones because it's made of steel. 
on fiberglass. Back when America made built it to last. Yeah, Four when, fucking when they were tough. the size of boats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Phil, what is Child's Play? And I think we've sort of given it away here, but what's this movie about, bro? Okay, so killer Charles Lee Ray voodoo's himself into a popular a popular doll named Chucky and befriends a young boy named Andy. Oh, and the fun they'll have together. <laughs> I think you had a lot of fun writing that. Would I, I be did. wrong? Okay. It, it actually took me half a day. I was like, well, come on, this, find something. Yeah, exactly. There's got to be some meat here. Yeah. There's a lot of meat, Phil. Mm. Um, vegans beware. Phil, who, who? You're in for a scare. <laughs> Who was in this movie again? Well, you have Alex Vincent as Andy Barclay. He's in Child's Play 1, 2, and Curse of Chucky and uh, Cult of Chucky. That's the one I haven't seen is Cult of Chucky. Yeah, I've seen, um, of course, 1, 2, 3, and Bride of Chucky. Bride of Chucky. I've not seen Son of Chucky, and I've seen Curse of Chucky. What did you think of Bride of Chucky? Um... They were already going into a more comedic tone, sure. so... Um, well, you should have been on board then. The, well, yeah, the thing is, I don't hate it, and I don't really like it. It's just... It's like Freddy versus Jason. Like, I, I don't hate it, and I don't love it, but I'll watch it. Do you want more of it? Sure. I'll pose the question you asked All right, earlier. we'll have a sequel to <laughs> Freddy versus Jason again. Oh, can we make it a squeakle? Yeah, we'll also throw in Dave Seville and his chipmunks. <laughs> um, who's in this besides him? <laughs> oh, we have Brad Dorif as Charles Lee Ray and Chucky. You might know him from uh, from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest as Billy Bibbit, uh, Wormtongue from Lord of the Rings, and he's in Deadwood uh, as Doctor Amos, like the like a weird doctor. Okay, you're being nice again. It is pronounced Amos. Okay, Dr. Anus. You and we clearly have, never saw the show. Okay, and we have the eye, uh, no, Eyes of Laura Mars. Have you ever seen seen that? No. That's that's good. It's it's, it's got Tommy Lee Jones. Um, TLJ, man. Brad Dorif, and uh, I totally just forgot who the main chick is. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. She, uh, like the whole plot of the movie is like, <laughs> she somehow can like she sees through the killer's eyes and Tommy Lee Jones is a cop trying to crack the case. When is he not a cop trying to crack the case? <laughs> uh well, he was Two-Face once. Oh, he was the opposite of a cop. Yeah, and he was in Coal Miner's Daughter as playing uh, the cop who was trying to crack the case of the Coal Miner's Daughter. <laughs> yeah, I think the <laughs> husband of the Coal Miner's Daughter, yeah, which is which the captain told him. He said, "You're too close to this case." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who else is in this? Get through this uh, fucking cast list. Catherine Hicks as Karen Barclay. <laughs> you might remember her from a uh, Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven is the place for me. Ooh, and uh, Chris Sarandon as Detective Mike Norris. He's actually from a, another Tom Holland movie, Fright Night, which is a great vampire film. That movie is fantastic. Yes. I love... Tom Holland is a great horror filmmaker. Very underrated, especially... I mean, look, this movie, sure, but really Fright Night, dude. I love Fright Night so much. So I didn't know this. Chris Sarandon was also Jack Skellington from a 
Yeah. Nightmare. Uh, uh, he didn't do the voice, obviously. But, uh, excuse me. He did the voice when he was speaking. He didn't do the singing. He didn't do the singing. The yeah. singing was done by Danny Elfman. Ah. <clears throat> okay. You have Dinah Manoff as Maggie Peterson, which is, of course. Dino Manoff. <laughs> Andy's mom's best friend. So I guess it's like his aunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Tommy Sword Lois Jack Santos, which is Chris Sarandon's partner. With the, the, most, cool mustache. the most Chicago character in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I love this actor. Hey, what the hell's going on? No, he's just, yeah, what, what the heck we doing here? Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. He's got that classic, uh, that, and also, that Chicago accent is mm-hmm. falling by the wayside, apparently, from, uh, from some friends I have who have been to Chicago. Mm-hmm. They say, and they've met with family and stuff like that, and that's sort of like New York. If you want to hear the New York accent now, I think it was Colin Quinn who was talking about this, you have to go to Long Island or northern New Jersey because everybody moved out before the pandemic. Yeah, you know, same thing with Chicago. A lot of people just kind of moved out of the city, and the accent's probably just more in the burbs now. Yeah, but this guy is from back in the '80s when Chicago still had that Dennis Farina. Yeah, classic Dennis Farina. Classic example. Absolutely. I like how he always said his name too, so you wouldn't forget. I'm Dennis friggin' Farina. You know that he was a host for Unsolved Mysteries. I do know that actually. So some UFOs took a redneck. I, I don't know. I'm Dennis Farina. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I was like, what? <laughs> I gotta finish eating this here hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have Jack Colvin as Doctor Ardmore. That's the guy who looked like a like a, a cult leader slash televangelist from the seventies. Yeah, had he had the like big the, glasses. Yeah, he had the Jim Jones glasses. <laughs> yeah, he had like big teeth. Yeah, <laughs> that guy creeped me out so much as a kid. Um. Neil Giantoli as Neil Caputo. Eddie Caputo. Eddie. I, oh my God, I was thinking of Neil Cavuto. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, they'd be like the financial show from yeah. fucking Fox News. Yeah. Uh, how, when are we not thinking of Neil Cavuto? That's mm-hmm. my question. Alan Wilder as Mr. Walter Criswell, which is... Um, which is uh, the boss at the mall uh, for Karen, uh, Andy's mom. The dork. Yes. The dorky shitty boss. Last but not least, the puppeteer that did Chucky. His name is Brock Winkless. Uh, he was an American puppeteer and visual effects technician. He did the. He did Chucky for. I. Pretty much all the sequels, yeah. He did all the sequels, uh, well, until 2015. Uh, he passed away with um, complications with conditions of MS. Oh, yeah. man, that sucks. But he was also in, he also was the puppeteer in several episodes of Tales from the Crypt. He was also yep. in some of the movies uh, as, yep. of course, the Crypt Keeper, like Demon Knight, Bordello of Blood. Dude was a beast. Dude yeah. was a beast. He's one of my favorite puppeteers, actually, next to, uh, you know, uh, Jim Henson, Frank Oz, mm-hmm. you know, some of them. Frank Oz. Oz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was the alien in, he did the uh, the alien for Mac and Me and the aliens in Alien 3. He was the mechanical he was in the mechanical department for t2 he's done a lot of shit like harry and the hendersons okay all right honey i blew up the kid r.i.p r.i.p dude r.i.p sit for him uh brad duraf has one of the all-time most characteristic voices looks and voice yeah well i mean especially voice wise he was it's 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 like for me at least my top three would probably be richard dreyfus 
right? Mm-hmm. I'm on vacation. Yeah. Faye, right? Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing. Uh, Patrick Warburton. Yeah. Gilbert Gottfried, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess. Sure. Uh, no. No. Ah, no. Not the weasel. No. I grew up on the weasel, man. I'm weaseled out. Yeah. But I grew up on the weasel, okay? I stan the weasel, my friend, okay? Me too. I am constantly wheezing the fucking juice, all right? Just in case anybody questions my fucking Polly Shore bona fides. Having said that, you need the the visual of Polly Shore with his weird pseudo-hippie 90s thing he was doing, mm-hmm. you know? Whereas you could hear Brad Dourif any day of the week, and you'd be like, oh my God, that's Brad yeah. Dourif's fucking voice, dude. It is so good. Actually, actually, you know what? Just to highlight that, let's listen to a moment from the opening scene when uh, his uh, character, uh, Charles Lee Ray, the Lakeshore Strangler, is cornered by Susan Sarandon's brother. And uh, he's bleeding out. It's clear he ain't going to make it out of this fucking mess, right? And he figures a way out of it, right? Oh, God, I'm dying. You hear this, you son of a bitch! <coughs> I'm gonna get you for it! I'm gonna get you! And I'm gonna get Eddie! No matter what! How fucking good is his voice, dude? When he gets mad, that is scary. His yelling is amazing. Oh my god, I love that voice. That that voice is still my favorite horror movie voice, is Brad Dourif's actually. It's it's just so of course, it's got like an insanity to it. Okay, now he's cornered. His buddy Eddie Caputo, the brother of Neil Caputo, has bailed on him. Susan Sarandon's brother has shot him, and he does a little magic spell. Let's check that out. Uh, give me the power, I beg of you. Now, every time I see this, and it's an old joke I've had forever, but I, <laughs> it's just so in my head now, is I always think, what if instead of the first doll he saw to transport his soul into, what if it wasn't a good guy doll, and what if instead it was like a bop it? <laughs> I don't know. I'd, um, it's like mom. It's not my, really mobile. My bop. It's swearing again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck it. <laughs> exactly. Fuck you. I don't care. Um, Don Mancini. He wrote all the Chucky movies, and he came up with the idea for the Good Guy doll based on the Cabbage Patch Kids. Now, Phil, we live and record in the Greater Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. And you and I grew up a stone's throw away from, from like the Cabbage Patch. Corporation center of operation, the White House for dolls. Yeah, exactly. It's located in Cleveland, Georgia, mm-hmm. which is a small, sleepy town up the street from uh, where we are right now, about an hour north. And it's 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 darkened all of our doorways. It's our economy is run on it. We've all worked there. Yeah, at some point or another. Phil's dad worked in the Cuddles Mines uh, underneath <laughs> Babyland until. Finally, sadly, he succumbed to hugs and kisses syndrome uh, in 2018. He, he got cabbage lung. It's an adorably aggressive form of black lung. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we've all done our time there and mm-hmm. then moved on. And then they started just shutting down all the factories in Doraville and then Forest Park and mm-hmm. plunged us into the economic pit we are now, you know? Yeah. Overlooked. Overlooked. Yeah. 
Uh, they did a good job showing how crazy kids go for toys. Oh yeah, like with the market, the commercials. Oh yeah, it's a very. <laughs> it shows like the uh, the marketing of like the eighties and even like in. To now, uh, the, not what to now, yeah. yeah especially, but like, it's so like you can identify with it as a nineties. It's this kid. thing, like I know you have this one toy of that thing that you like, but guess what? There's more. Oh yeah, there's yeah. like side packs that go with it. But they had a Barney style TV show to mm-hmm. go with it. They had like Andy's good guy overalls and his shoes, like the whole thing. It's almost like Andy is just product of that. Uh, <laughs> yes, of the good guy dolls. Yeah, it's a product of the the eighties <laughs> toy generation. He is so fucking bummed out when his single working stiff mom can't afford the good guy doll. Yeah, on the third time watching this, I'm like, geez, what a little fucking brat. It's like, get a fucking job, yeah, motherfucker. get a job. There's coal mines like, in, well, in Phillip, Chicago. Philip and I worked at the Babyland. Do what yeah. we did, you know? Yeah, we worked there for years. I didn't get no cabbage lung. I smell like cabbage, but that, that's Well, you just... don't have cabbage lung yet. Yeah. You know, they're still doing studies on us, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Andy could have fucking done something. I'm sure in Chicago, they must have had some sort of cherub-cheeked he children's toy. He could have been a drug toy. mule for the mafia. Anything to turn a buck to get a good guy doll. No one's gonna search his pockets. Just put the coke in there. A uh, classic trope about cursed items, right? I've noticed is buying them in alleyways or third world markets. Or yeah, that, like in a or that shop in Gremlins. <laughs> Gremlins, yeah. That's like gone. So you telling me this thing's like a doll? Yeah, or? exactly. It's it's like monkey's yeah. paw type stuff where like the shop is gone the next the, day. Yeah, like just 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 take it. Yes, just go. <laughs> oh no, returns. We're foreign people. Yeah. We must be evil and spooky. Yeah, look like yeah. Lopan. In this one, it's hobo in an alley behind the Macy's with like I've been chewing on Tootsie Roll teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, he just smashed a uh, like a candy bar into his mouth. Said, "All right, that's good. You look like a bum now." <laughs> and then Andy gets the fucking he gets the good guy doll, and dude, he is so excited. Yeah, I love how excited he is. It makes me feel excited. It's like in Goodfellas when Tommy's being made, everybody feels like they're getting made. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel so excited for fucking Andy in this, and he's doing all that little kid stuff they do with toys, where they're just like talking to it, like, "Do you yeah. like apples, Chucky?" Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Do you like rap snacks? <laughs> no, I like murdering folks. <laughs> What's your favorite rap snack, by the way? Oh, uh, mine would be oh wavy Migos uh barbecue uh no. barbecuing with my honey I think L- little Yachty's hot fries. Are you serious? Yeah, I I had those in the Cardi B ones. <laughs> oh, the 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 the, the WAP fries. No, it's not. The, They're juicy. Yeah, so like, juicy. So, They're like wet. It's gross. They poured like uh, they poured, beer on them. No, it's pussy juice. Okay, it's wow, straight whoa. up pussy juice, dude. Mm. Yeah. Hey, man. Yikes. We've been through a pandemic at this yeah. point. We can't handle some uh, pussy-soaked snacks. Pandemic, sir. I apologize. Oink, oink. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when are you going to that Q rally? Uh, tomorrow. Oh, great. It's church. That is... Uh, it really is for some people. Um, the original idea was for the good guy dolls to look lifelike, right? They, had that, they were going to have realistic flesh that could tear and bleed. And uh, you would have to get good guy bandages to repair them, right? Who thought of this? A child murderer? No, no. Uh, well, maybe. Don Mancini. Okay. Uh, and Andy was supposed to accidentally cut his thumb, and his blood was supposed to interact with the with the good guy like doll blood. blood brother blood. thing. It was supposed to be called Blood Buddies. Right? Okay. And it was supposed to make the good guy doll come to life, right? 
Uh, originally, it was titled Batteries Not Included. Then it was Blood Buddy. Mm, Spielberg. Chucky's original name was Buddy. Chucky's better. Yeah. It's iconic. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, if it's Buddy. Hi, I'm Buddy. Wanna play? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It just wouldn't be as good as Chucky. Chucky sounds stabby. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know what I mean? What are you giving me that fucking look for? I know a grown man named Buddy. You know a grown man like an adult? Well, I have an uncle named Buddy. Uh, you have an uncle who's... Hold on, hold on, hold on. His actual name's Gary, but everybody calls him Buddy. Why? That makes him sound like he's just boring as a person if everybody just calls him Buddy. <laughs> yeah, hey, buddy. his Vietnam stories are pretty boring. He's like, yeah, I was a, I was a cook, so I, I didn't do anything. I was like, oh, he still okay, served no. overseas. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I'm, well, Why are you shitting on vets? I'm, what are you, the I, president? What are you, the buddy. president? I have a superintendent at work. Uh, his name is Buddy, but he's not like, hey, guys. He's like, is everything going all good? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to go back into the uh, trailer and, and stare at, at the wall. Think about Q. Yeah, probably. <laughs> God. Oh, man, what a scary world. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, Maggie's death, which you think is stupid. <laughs> I personally love, but you know what? Let's play the clip. We'll let them decide. Yeah. Okay. So she's like, you know, she's poking around. She's like, where's this dang old weirdness coming from? I feel like something's in here. Can't be that doll. Here it is. <laughs> Hammer right to the eyebrow. And she goes flying out the window. Phil, why is this so silly to you? Hold on, here comes the crash. Oh, she wrecked that fucking car, dude. It would have been sillier if when he hit her with the mallet, it squeaked. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah. It's already, I think it's like Andy's good guy sponsored yeah. hammer. It's not even good for like putting a nail in the wall to put a picture up. No, but if you want to hit a person out of a 15th story window, you can. As she, as she falls back like, th like 20 feet, but yeah. Phil, it's a fucking horror movie about a killer doll. I don't like movies. Oh. Yeah. Oh, can I tell you something, dude? Uh-huh. This is going to sound so bad. I'll cut this part out. Okay. I also don't like... Oh, I don't like movies either, dude. What are we doing, then? What, what, know, why aren't we wasting man. our time? Honestly, I just thought it would be a good way to just get out of the house and maybe meet a nice girl. See, I wanted to do, like, you know, a show on current events and politics and, right. you know, all that. Oh, let's so do that. Let's do our, that. Okay, okay Did go. you hear about that, Bill? A guy named Bill or no, a, a Bill? I don't know for sure, but it's like apparently people are on one side or the other. They are just in a hoopla over this thing. Jesus. Do you hear? Yeah. Oh, man. This sounds natural. Yeah. This sounds this good. Is, look, yeah. at, look at the rapport we have Dude, already. Uh, oh, just, yeah. Let's keep doing it, man. Look, we'll do that on a side thing, okay? We'll start yeah. our own. Yeah. We'll call it the Daily. Mm -hmm. We'll put it out through like, I'll pitch it to the New York Times, okay? Okay. The failing New York Times, by the way. The lying. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. Failing, they're, lying New York Times. They're so pesky and mean to Yeah, me. that, that pesky New York Times doing their job. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think, look, what do you say we just pretend that we like movies and just get through this Okay, yeah, this will be the last episode where, where we talk about movies. Uh, yeah, after that, we're just going to, because this was so, we were cooking with dynamite here. Yeah. Um, Catherine Hicks does a great job as Mama Barkley. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just good in this. Because she plays it... 
I used to not like her in this because I used to think she was playing it so melodramatic. And then watching it this time, doing notes, thinking about it, she's in a movie about a killer doll, right? And she, a single mother. Well, she played, yeah, absolutely. And she does that pretty well, but she plays it like a 90 minute Twilight Zone episode. Like she, she very much from the school of like, what on earth could possibly explain all this evil? Yeah. Right? Very melodramatic, very mm-hmm. over the top. The lighting on her is actually reminiscent of uh, the melodramas of the 50s and 60s. Um, you know, she's not really the final girl or the scream queen, which again goes to the thing. It's this is a slasher movie, but it's not of the we're teen, nude teenagers at camp style. Yeah, they're like know. let's change it up to where the scream queen is the kid, the scream prince of darkness. Yes. Yeah. John Carpenter. Absolutely. Well, this movie's pretty high concept for slashers. Slashers are normally. I mean, I'm a big simple for, guy with a. For know, the most part, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Except for except for Freddy, Freddy mm-hmm. is like there's a lot of thought that goes into that. But yeah. Jason, it's like, okay, what's the sharp instrument he has today? What are you gonna find? Yeah, exactly. And so with Chuck, with Child's Play, it is more of a high concept sort of. Wouldn't it be weird in a world where mm-hmm. you know type thing? Yeah. And so there's not. It doesn't follow all the slasher movie rules, which is great. It's fun. It, it actually makes it more exciting to watch because it's why not it just, stands out. It, absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's why I mean, and this has a long legacy. People fucking love this movie because there's humor to it. He kind of has the Freddy Krueger thing as the series goes on, where yeah. it becomes more jokey as time goes on. Mm-hmm. This first one, he's pretty fucking serious most of the time. Yeah, and then like two and three is just like turned up to eleven with the oh. screaming and the profanity. I, I just something about Brad Dourif and a little. Doll, just screaming profanities is just hell. It's just I love it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, let's just go by the deaths here, dude. Let's go to Eddie's death scene. Eddie Cavuto, uh, Neil's brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Neil Caputo. <laughs> so I mean, look, Eddie fucked up, dude. He bailed on Charles Lee Ray, and Charles Lee Ray's like, "I'm going to get you. You're going mm. to die, right?" Boah, ha, ha. Well, see, none of this would have ever happened if Eddie would have waited on him to get in the, you know, car. Yeah, get him in the fucking car. car. Get in the getaway car. What's the point in being the driver if you're not going to be the driver, Mm -hmm. you know? And he he signed his own death warrant on this one. But Chucky, he gets creative on this. This isn't a knife in the back. Mm -mm. This isn't an arrow through the neck, K-Bake style. No. This is Rambo 2 level shit right here. (laughs) Yeah. The old gas uh, oven. Yeah. 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 I actually know Chucky uh, let, I mean, you know, you know dolls. Yeah. He let out one of those greasy, nasty farts. Oh, doll farts are the worst. (laughs) Doll farts are the worst. Worse than dog farts. Um, yeah, I actually like dog farts. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like sour. Every, uh, sour. Got into the garbage can. Yeah, but kind of sweet at the okay. same time. It's yeah. kind of like, it's like, you know, I'm too cute to sweet be mad sour. at. Sweet and sour. Sweet and sour, man. Yeah. <laughs> sweet and savory, dude. Yeah. Gotcha. A little salty, a little sugary. Why not? That's Pretzels with chocolate on them. That's what I'm saying. I know. It's amazing. But yeah, the explosion is fucking great. The explosion is so, it's almost a crossover into action for a second. They're like, look, it's the late 80s. This is America. Oh, the if, house just crumbles down. That's what I'm saying. Oh, dude, it splits the whole fucking yeah. building block in half. The house was like, <laughs> like 
if the walls and the foundation were just put together with like masking tape. Oh uh, well, I mean, you know, that's happened in a lot of urban areas back in the fucking day, dude. Yeah, you, you know, they Bronx get is nails. burning. But uh, you know, Andy brought Chucky here. He got on the fucking L train, played hooky, took him all the way out to Forty Thousandth Street or whatever yeah. in the South Side of Chicago. And at this point, Chicago PD, they're like, "All right, look, your kid's a fucking whack job." Yeah, I ain't never seen no whack job like this little freak. Right? They got yeah. him in handcuffs. He's like, "Get off me, you crook!" Justice. Yeah, no. I ain't telling nobody nothing. They deny, with, deny, deny. They knock him out with the beaver tail. The whole thing. He's yeah. a fucking little maniac. What, what, whatever that was called. <laughs> And they throw him in the funny farm, right? They're like, look, your kid's nuts. We're going to send him with this psychiatrist who, again, looks just like Jim Jones. Yeah. He's going to go off with him. He's going to set your boy right. He'll, he's just going to shock his brain 40 times a day. He's go- yeah, he's going, to con- he's going to convince Andy that he's the Messiah. It's Jim well, no, Jones. I feel like he would be doing the, oh, you went with the Jim Jones thing and I stayed more grounded. I fucked up the bit. Oh, Douche. Douche. Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher. <laughs> okay. The scene where Mama Berkeley goes home and calls Chucky out. She's like, look, I know my Andy. And my Andy, she's, you know, look, she's classic suburban mom. She's yeah. like, my Andy is a saint. He is an angel. There's no way he's schizophrenic and just killing a bunch of my friends and strange d- drug addicts across yeah, the city. Yeah, in very strange ways a, a seven-year-old or however old he was in there wouldn't do. Yeah, exactly. She's yeah. like, something's up with the doll. Yeah, I don't think my kid blew up a house. Exactly. So she goes home. She's like, okay, I'm gonna call Chucky out. And she's grabbing. She's like, you son of a bitch, right? And he's just like, hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? He's just play- yeah. he's doing his classic Chucky routine. He's playing fucking stupid, but he's not stupid. And eventually she's like, all right, well, I'll take your batteries out. And she flips him around. She's like, what the fuck? Well, she she opens the box and sees and, the batteries are in there. And then she, yeah. And yeah. She's like, okay, oh, okay. Fine. I got it wrong. Sorry. Can I go on talking about the fucking movie, or do yeah. you want me to sit and baste in this uh, shame? No, go ahead. So she, uh, she's like, you don't have batteries in you, do you, you fucking cunt doll, right? Yeah. <laughs> His head turns around backwards, exorcist style. Hi, I'm Chucky, wanna fly? And she yeah. just throws him down. He rolls under the couch. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah. She takes him back out, and she's like, all right, come on, talk to me, you motherfucker. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm a big stupid doll. I'm, I'm not little lady. Not real. I am not real. I mean, I'm real, but I'm not but, really filled with a murderous soul. Yeah. He's playing it so well. And then she's like, all right, fine. Then I'm going to burn you to death. And he's like, hold the front door, lady. <laughs> fine. You got me. Yeah. I'm a murderous doll. Well, look, He's let's, very polite about it. She, it, she, it was, she was the rude one. Honestly, I kind of felt for Chucky in that situation. You're right. I always do. That's disturbing. But look, let's just, let's go to the fucking... Let's go to the horse's mouth ourselves. Let's go to the horse's ass. Let's go to the horse's ass and hear what it has to say as it farts out dialogue. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here is Chucky breaking character. No longer a good guy. Let's wow. see Let's see what he sounds like. Because this whole time up until this, he's just been like, hi, I'm Chucky. I love you. I love sunsets. You know, he's just, ha, 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 heat, heat, heat. Yeah, heat, heat, heat. <laughs> right? But now, you get to see the real Chucky. Talk to me, damn it, or else I'm gonna throw you in the fire! 
you stupid bitch, you filthy slut! Did you fuck with me? I mean, and at this point, he is just, he is, whoo boy. Oh, yeah. You need to slap him in a high chair because this little guy is getting a little too hot to handle. Mm-hmm. He is a motherfucking handful. <laughs> and she goes running. She's like, no. And it's crazy because now she's seen the doll be alive. Andy, of course, has known since the beginning that Chucky was a thing. Yeah, and he's in the crazy house. He's in the fucking boo-boo farm. Yeah, the booby house. <laughs> yeah, and I gotta say, dude, that first time he drops his act, dude, it is nuts. It is nuts. Uh, it took up to a dozen puppeteers to work Chucky. Really? Yeah, um, they had an animatronic doll, uh, but it was kind of a pain in the ass to operate. His metal frame kept ripping through the plastic coating, especially on his fingers. Oh. When his hands, when they would hit the animatronic thing, his hands would ball up and flex yeah, and stuff like that. It would flex so it hard would, it would, It would tear yeah. through the cheap plastic skin. Now, Ed Gale also played Chucky in parts. Ed Gale is a little person. He's an actor. I think he's retired now. But famously, he played Howard the Duck. He didn't do the voice, but he played the body. He played, okay. He also played the little man in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, he ain't lying. Damn, yeah. Yeah, him? Yeah. Uh, I think he's retired as of now, but uh, for scenes where Ed Gale played Chucky, they put him head to toe in Chucky outfit. They gave him a Chucky mask and everything, but you can tell the scene where he goes to kill the uh, the person who taught... Yeah, his like voodoo uh, master or priest. Yes, exactly. That is for the most part that is Ed Gale in those scenes, and they accidentally set him on fire. By the way, ah, uh, yeah, and they almost broke his back pulling him up a chimney. Um, yay! But for scenes where Ed Gale played Chucky, they built the sets thirty percent bigger to give the illusion that he was smaller and more Chucky doll size. And you can see it when he is up on top of the kitchen counter. When he's facing off against his uh, voodoo uh, doctor, master, friend. Uh, Friend. Uh, Are you a fan of puppets, by the way? Yes, I am. I love the Muppets. I love Sesame Street. Children's Workshop. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. I actually, uh, when I was a kid in elementary school, we went to uh, a museum that had like the Jim Henson stuff and all that. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the Center for Puppetry Arts. I went there for my birthday a couple years ago. I hadn't been there since I was little and I didn't remember. And Alejandro took me up there as a birthday gift for me. And they have the Jim Henson exhibit. They have an exact replica of his workshop, Fraggle Rock, Muppets, Dark Crystal, the whole thing. And uh, obviously Sesame Street. When you first enter the Sesame Street section, you turn a corner and bam, there's Big Bird. Mm. Right? And I almost just burst into tears, ah. like immediately at the sight. Like it was crazy, dude. Like my eyes filled with tears, foam started spraying out of my mouth and my butthole. I started chanting, "Do way, Dembala, give me the power, I beg of you!" Like, yeah, I was crazy. doing the same thing, okay. but with Grover. With Grover, Grover does favorite. it for you. Okay, yeah, yeah Grover's great. Grover's great. My name is Grover. You know, that 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 little mean-spirited, nasty one in the trash can, whose name I don't say. <laughs> the trash can man from the stand? <laughs> don't like him. 
Okay. Don't like him. Spells everything moon. What an idiot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, look. Let's discuss the score for a minute. Um, this is one of those scores I never really remember. No, just the uh, the opening with, like, I guess the... Sounds like a children's piano kind of mm-hmm. tingy. Yeah. That's the... Um, that should be the actual theme for... For the most part, it is kind of just your garden variety horror stuff. It's like rising strings, dun-dun-dun type musical yeah. stabs and stuff. But the theme song is... The, the theme song fucking slaps, dude. Okay, here it yeah. is. It kind of gives me like a... It's almost an Argento kind of vibe. Yeah, Suspiria. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking more Deep Red, but yeah, I could see Suspiria. (laughs) Or just any of his fucking movies, to be honest, from the 70s and 80s. Yeah. You know. Inferno. Inferno, I didn't care for, except for the last 30 minutes. There's a scene where a mirror explodes, and behind it is Death himself. That scene, Argento didn't know how to direct, so he brought in his hero, Mario Bava, the director of Black Sabbath and all those classic horror movies of the 60s, and nailed it. But yeah, it does kind of have that Argento-Italian kind of vibe, Yeah, which is really interesting, because the blood in this movie is kind of bright red, kind of like fun fucking, you know, more theater blood than trying to be realistic, which I, I do appreciate. But yeah, that's the score. For the most part, the score, other than this, is almost yeah. Puppet Master's level, not that memorable. You know what I mean? Where it's just kind of garden variety stuff. But I do appreciate it. Well, there's a theme that should have been used, but it might have came out later, which was Ghetto Boys Chucky. What? Ghetto Boys. The rappers? Yes. The ones who did the fucking song from uh, Office Space? Yes. And uh, Mind Playing Tricks. Oh, it's a great... They did a Chucky song? Yeah. Check it out. Okay, hold on. Tell me what to do. Okay. But I will. Ghetto Boys, here it is. All right, let's check it out. This is Ghetto by... This is Chucky by the Ghetto Boys. Phil, I'm getting scared. Oh, it's scary. It's pretty brutal. I like this. I told you size was this shit. That's why I murdered your nieces. Was my fault they find their head cutting 88 pieces. Don't let them run. Hurry up and catch them. You grabbing all my grabbing them. Let's pull till we stretch them. Play pussy, get fucked. Means you're better off dead. I wanted seafood, so I fished in a child's head. Motherfuckers beware, because I'm sick. Dead heads and frog legs. Mmm, cake mix. You know, Ghetto Boys just did some they, weird shit, they, dude. Yeah, they, <laughs> this is their weirdest song. This would be very strange to have for the opening <laughs> yeah. of Child's Play. I'm. It look, gives everything away. I. <laughs> should be, it should be played in the credits. If this movie, if this movie had come out only ten years later, it would have been the second song into the credits. You know, <laughs> yeah. and it would have been on the CD. Absolutely, he's just sitting on the bus on the way to kill Andy when he's like thirty. Yeah, and he's just got headphones on. He's yeah. like, "Oh shit, this I'm shit's my jam." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh my god, dude. Okay, well that was fucking. Uh, that is Chucky by the Ghetto Boys available on Apple Music. Apple Music, hit us up. Hit us up, Apple. You would pay the most.
Chris Sarandon's car scene where Chucky, he's like, I don't believe you. There's no doll that murders people <laughs> yeah. infected with the soul of a nah, serial killer. just crazy. Yeah, no, nah, your kid's nuts. You're nuts. Everybody's nuts except for kid's me. Kid's a nutbag. He gets in the car and then before you know it, Chucky's strangling him. He's driving very fast through Chicago streets, and then Chucky gets underneath the seat. And he starts stabbing through the bottom of the seat yeah. with the fucking knife. That always mm. fucks me up because it's like, like you don't want to get stabbed in the beehole. You don't want to get dude. stabbed in the anus. Yeah, you, I mean, well, I mean, you know, not me anyway. Well, I don't want to kink shame, but like, I don't want to, and that's scary. Yeah, you know, I like my butthole. I already have a lot of butthole problems, anyways. You know, yeah, me too. Hemorrhoids, that kind of stuff. Yeah, bad diets. I, dude, that finale where they finally all face it down at Andy's place. Right, this is the f- end. Friend is great, dude. Let's play that scene real quick for you, friend or something. Yeah, this is the end, friend. friend. Yeah, I love that scene. Ah, right, here it is. Here it is. Andy, no, please. We're friends to the end. Remember, this is the end, friend. <laughs> Oh, and he just burns it. It's so brutal, dude. Oh. And then Chucky, he just burns to death. He melts. And then Andy and Mama Barkley and and Susan Sarandon's brother, they all get to live in <laughs> harmony. It's just, it's perfect after that. Psych. Melty Chucky. Andy? Andy? I love it. Oh, I love this scene so much. Because just this headless body wielding a fucking knife. Yeah. And it's just melting. That's controlled by the head. <laughs> I know. Well, I guess he still has his head in this part. Okay. But it's about to, But it's about to be gone, mister. All right, they're barricaded in the bathroom. It gets crazy. Give me the boy. God, it's so creepy. Oh, and then uh, Susan Sarandon's brother comes in, shoots uh, shoots him a bunch and stuff, and now Chucky's officially dead, um, because he's a good cop. Mm-hmm. You know, if he was a real cop, I just I don't think he would have cared nearly as much as he does in this movie. Might he not probably like, would have fucking deputized Chucky. Yeah, you do <laughs> a pretty like, good job. Yeah, I like your style. Yeah, he's a badge. Um, <laughs> did you know that one of the ideas was to have Charles Lee Ray as Andy's dad? I read that, but I didn't fully grasp that. What does that mean? I, I guess they were going to do like, of course, she's a single mom. I guess I, they didn't talk really about It was about supposed to be a the, twist, I think. It's supposed to be a twist that it was supposed to be his dad. Yeah, I am so his, glad his they did father. not. That would have, the whole movie is a twist with the, the killer doll thing yeah. and, and all that. So what was the budget on this? The budget was $9 million. Now... I've noticed in a, the other episodes that smaller, well, nine million is a lot in the '80s, but uh, it's still now. If I had it, uh, but yeah. the box office was forty-four point two. So these slasher movies, like the last few that we've done, have like had this budget and then just made. Oh well, but dude, this is the this yeah. is the. I mean, you know, eighty-eight. This is the tail end of slasher movies, mm-hmm. but this isn't slasher movie. A hundred percent, because it's got the killer doll thing, makes it kind of feel like it's a new horror type movie. Yeah. And it worked, dude. It worked, you know? And it, it sounds like it made 
some money. How much of so you said it made forty four million? Yeah. How much of that money did Chucky get to keep? Um, I could get twenty five. Probably hanging out with Nicholson doing rails at Robert yeah. Evans. Dude, they know? both kind of sound the same. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. Both little smarmy smartasses. Yeah, he just slicks his hair back now. He's like, you know, he you and I sunglasses. were in the same movie one time. And yeah. He's like, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't about. know. Yeah, I don't care. Let's just fucking smoke joints and get laid. <laughs> <laughs> I love that little guy. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Uh, but look, that is really it. Chucky is dead. I'm sure it's for good this time. No sequels. I can almost guarantee it. It's just, it feels like he's that dead. He got it's melted. one and done. His head is off of his body. He is melted and has bullets inside of his body now. Yeah, he's dead. one and done. He's gone. He's, he's gotta be. Done. I love this movie. It's one of my must-watch Halloween movies. But I can admit, seeing the actors uh, pretending this doll is scary is pretty fucking silly to watch at times. You know what's silly? Uh, here uh, is a little list of people who were considered for Charles Lee Ray... Chucky, uh, John Lithgow. That would have been terrible. Yeah. And I love John Lithgow. I'm but that Chucky voice, want to play. I am yeah, I Chucky. Do it, but... I don't know, with his like Fraser accent. <laughs> Gary Oldman. Uh, that could have been something interesting. Actually. Yeah. And Gary who amazing. is Andrew? Andrew Divoff. Divoff. I don't know. I was. You didn't uh, look him up. No, sorry. I watched it a couple times, and I was like, you know who could do the voice, but I don't think... And you're, did Danny DeVito. Oh, no, I thought you were going to say Andrew Diveoff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I well, think he, he can go it. dive off the planet, because I'm not looking him up. <laughs> Take that plunge into space. Danny DeVito could have played the doll, That's but I don't know if he would yeah, be a really good serial killer. I don't know if he could be in the intro. Yeah, I don't think so. Zambalai, you know. Oh, yeah, I can't no, do it yet. No, that's, you tried. Yeah. You tried. I think it's his stature. They're like, uh, you want to play the doll? It's like, no, I'm like four foot nine. Well, this movie is big in the horror world. People fucking love it. It's it's got it's got teeth, man. This movie goes long, dude. Uh, Chucky's mean. He's violent. Brad Dourif's voice was born for this role. Uh, I love what it does with its premise. It really does. It, it feels the least slashery. It has that old school horror vibe. I give it a Freddy versus Jason versus Alien versus Predator. What about you? I was I was going to tell you one more thing. What? Do you know who Jessica Walter is? She was supposed to do the voice of Chuck. Yeah. That, I... I just, I, I don't... That, that had me interested, though, too. It's at least, interesting. I want to see if they ever did a screen test with that. I want to hear it. I do, too. I, I couldn't find it. But, uh, you know I think the, of her, I think of Arrested Development well, yeah, or Archer, yeah. Archer and all that stuff, you know. She's a great voice actress, Yeah. Though. Uh, you know who they wanted, who they first wanted to direct this movie, and it actually makes sense. They wanted William Friedkin, the director of The Exorcist, and this movie kind of has an Exorcist vibe. At a certain point in this movie, the Mom and the son both know that something supernatural is happening and the real world does not believe them, right? Mm -hmm. You know, now in this one, they don't go to priests or anything by the end of it, but it does kind of have that vibe. And if William Friedkin directed this, it would have been, I think it would have lost its charm too Mm -hmm. as as sort of a B-movie. It would have been way over-directed. The acting would have been amazing. The direction would have been, obviously, it's William yeah. Friedkin, but it just would not have been Chucky. I, well, you know what I mean? Yeah, but also the producer of uh, uh, the Puppet Master, uh, Charles Band, had an interest in 
producing the film, but I, I don't know. I guess they're like, nah, or he said nah, and then he's like, and then he later did the, he produced the franchise for Puppet Master. Which is, uh, we're going to be getting to it. It's not good. I loved it as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, again, dolls scare me for some weird reason in these movies. They really do. Yeah. I know you think it's stupid. It's silly not, nonsense. I don't know. <laughs> you don't have to pretend to, hey man. Hey, no, man. no, I don't. Both sides they of the just coin don't... represented here, dude. I don't know, like, every time I see, like, an evil puppet or toy, I'm like, I, I like them. That's all you give it? Yeah. You just go, I like them. Yeah. You're not scared of, like, Cookie Monster when he's, like, in the throes of fucking the manic cookie episode? When, <laughs> when he's having a cookie withdrawal or something? I think, wasn't that Family Guy that yeah. did that? Yeah. Okay. Actually, no, it wasn't cookies. He had, uh, he had condoms of heroin in his ass. That's hilarious. Um, but the question is, what did the critics think about it? Because you and I, we're just regular folk. Roger Ebert liked it. Child's Play is a good example of the sort of horror movie that I call the false alarm film because every time there's a false alarm and then everybody relaxes, then the creature attacks. Big the surprise. movie is well made with convincing performances by Catherine There's, there's fucking Siskel being a and wet blanket. Yeah. They did a good job on the doll. In the early scenes, it looks so wholesome. You know it has something wrong with it. And in the later scenes, it transforms itself into a truly frightening personality. It was an effective horror film. It wasn't an effect. No? It was not for me. No, I mean, I laughed at the doll. And I also don't like to have scenes with children in terrorized situations. You remember, you were... Uh... Oh, shut up, Siskel. Shut up. Even though you were basically saying the same thing he was. Well, I <laughs> you said about the kids. You said, uh... you, said, uh, you said you found it funny. Yeah. And you don't take it as serious. Yeah, true, but I wasn't like, oh, so you're the basically kid's in danger. Siskel in this. Yeah, sure. Don't get it, mad. I'm Saskel and you're Egbert. Hello? Kale, uh, we just watched this movie. Uh, it's a kid's movie from the 80s. What's it called again, Phil? Child's Play. Child's Play? Have you heard of this? Yes, it's a more recent movie, right? Yeah, no, it got remade a couple of years ago, but no, this is from 1988. Oh, okay, 1988 BC, or uh, uh, 80. Kale, shut up. Let me ask you something. Uh-huh. <laughs> What'd you think? Oh, of Child's Play? Mm-hmm. You know, I really liked it. Liked uh, Brad Dourif a lot. Um, it's a bit much more silly. It's one of our more sillier entries. Premise wise. Phil, he's backing you up here. I'm glad I've 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 got an ally. Yeah. I uh, see Michael is uh, scared of dolls. I'm not because I'm bigger than them. No, hold on. I'm not scared of dolls. I'm concerned with okay. dolls. I think that they could be a problem if we don't address this as a nation. <sighs> yeah. I've seen I've seen scarier dolls. Like like what? What comes to mind for you? Annabelle. Annabelle. Oh my god, yeah, sure. Or oh, what about uh, did you ever see Poltergeist? Uh, which one? The new one or the old one? The fucking original. Oh. What's the matter? The Toby Hooper, Steven Spielberg one. Debacle. Oh, okay. Spielberg's movie. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Oh, that is. That's dicey territory. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to be getting it's into kind of that. Versus. In a future episode. It's not, it's not, I don't know if it's a versus. It's so much as a trying to get to the bottom of who the fuck actually directed yeah. Poltergeist. That is a long running one. But anyways, that has none to do with this. Phil and I are... 
and Phil won't get mad at me for saying this, Phil and I are probably the dumbest people who've ever lived. We don't know movies. We don't get them. We don't even like them, to be honest, we're realizing. Yeah. So we come to you to, to see what should we think about this movie? Should we give it an A or should we give it an F? Here's what I'll say. For such a silly premise, it's actually pretty scary. I mean... Thank you. Kale. It's that... Thank you. It's actually pretty scary. Go on. Um, Keep talking. I mean, the doll, I don't think it's that scary, but you know what? That's okay because it's supposed to be a child's toy. It's supposed to be appropriate for a child to play with. It's a child's play thing. Yes. You are a toy. (laughs) Yes. It's supposed to be something, even if it is almost as big as the child. Hey, dude, there's um, there's a shot in this where that <laughs> where where Andy's running in with the good guy doll, where it's like that doll is bigger than Andy. Like yeah. Andy must be mm-hmm. yoked to be able to lift this fucking good guy doll. Jesus Christ, Kale. Let me ask you this: <laughs> Did you ever have a fear of dolls when you were a kid? Uh no, uh, no, I didn't. I you know, it's all because you know all the toys i played with were good guys like they were actually good you guys know, yeah they were actually good gu- yeah i just remember, realized that now they were actually all good they were i never had like toys that were like villain toys sure but did you I, ever so w- when you played with dolls as a kid what kind of dolls were they See, and Philip's uh, laughing because he's still stuck in that stupid nine-year-old thing where dolls are for girls. <laughs> Literally, the action figures you played I with know. were dolls. It's they such a weird thing to. Oh, it, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. Kale, with Kale, you sorry. On that. Hold on. We have got to hammer this out, Philip. I want you to know those action figures who had fucking submachine guns attached to their hands. They were fucking dolls too. They All just right, called so them I'm a little different. girl. <laughs> no, it's not what I'm trying to. Whatever. Fuck it, Kale. Go on. Anyway. Did you play? Did you play with dolls as a kid? Yes. <laughs> Freak. No, I'm hey. kidding. <laughs> hey, girl. Anyway. <laughs> Walked yeah, into that see. sand trap. <laughs> yeah. Nope. yeah. I play with dolls. Yes. So mature. <laughs> so mature. No, but what kind of dolls did you play with? Um, I combined. So I was kind of like Andy in Toy Story, and I combined, like, you know, Batman with, like, Pocahontas dolls. I did that. Stuff. Sure, I did that. Did you, um, did you, okay, when I was a kid, my the doll I most wanted, but I knew because of the way boys and girls are raised, especially when it comes to toys, I knew I could not have a troll doll. But <laughs> I wanted a troll doll so bad because the hair was so cool looking. You could comb it. It looked cool, dude. You had little you know naked fucking wrestling men yeah. you played with. Okay. You remember when you were a kid and your mom would say, why don't you go play with your men? With You'd your like, man. Yeah. And you were like, like, they're not men. They're not men. They're action figurines. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. And I so wanted one of those dolls. And my dad was like, look at these stupid dolls. And I was like, yeah, no, you're right. They suck. But God, I wanted them. <laughs> I wanted them so bad. Beanie babies. I wanted all of those, but I was like forced to hate them. <laughs> there was. God. I- Kale, what about you? Uh, no, my parents were pretty good on toys. Uh, I didn't have, like, I mean, there were things that, you know, I wasn't allowed to have, and I think it was just because they were phenomenons, and that was, like, the Pokemon, the Star Wars. I didn't have, like, a Star I didn't have my first lightsaber until I was, like, almost 12. Wow. Wow. And that would have been long after the prequels came out. 
Uh, not that long. I was like 11 when Revenge of the Sith came out. Oh my god, I always forget Damn. that you're like seven years younger than me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but okay, so what would you give this movie on a scale of meh to it's uh, a good sound, uh, right? He gives it an ah. Do it again. Uh, no, the first one was better. Yeah, it was, honestly. Okay. Yeah, hey, I just was. like all sequels, right? Kale, do me a yeah. favor. Tell the people where they can find you for your uh, new show in Movies We Grow. Available now on uh, uh, podcast platforms and anchor.fm. That's right. Yeah, so people, you can find me on Twitter at MovieKale. That's where you can get all of like the information about me and the links to the In Movies We Grow. But just so you know, In Movies We Grow, it's on Anchor, and it's on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, just pretty much any Google, uh, pod- podcasting platform there is. Uh, so please check it out. We just had a recent episode with uh, Philip Shabber and then a couple episodes, and, and Michael, of course. Oh, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. And he had We've one had- with you. And our yes. producer. And the executive producer uh, and contributor to the show and my best friend and filmmaking partner, Alejandro Espinoza, who also did the art yep. for our thumbnail. Just because I've said his name, he uh, his information will be available in the description. You'll be able to find all the stuff you need if you need any podcast thumbnails, that kind of stuff. Or if you want to just reach out, say hey to him. He's a good guy. Kale, absolutely. Kale, I have absolutely reached the end of the road with you. This is like boys to men style. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. do me a favor. We'll see you next week when we do Candyman. What do you say? You got a sweet awesome. tooth? Yes, I got a sweet tooth. <laughs> I bet you do. Look, we'll talk to you then. And uh, a big slasher movie now podcast dating show. Kiss to you. Mwah! Bye, everybody. All right, uh, is there anything else you got for this, or... I think we've covered it. Well, you didn't rate it. What do you Ah. give it? What do you give it? I give it five Chuckies. You can't give a Chucky to a Chucky. That's like using the definition of the word in the definition. Wait, that's like using the word you're defining in the definition. There it is. I give it five Leatherfaces and five Freddies. Ooh, let's see, five other faces out of a thousand? God, man, you just don't like these movies. I do not. I don't know why I'm co-hosting a horror movie podcast. Like I told you, man, we're going to start that new political one, because you and I are just digging into the depths on Politics that, podcast now. Okay, yeah, yeah, it is, man. Hey, we're going to do it. Look, let me get back to this, though. Okay. That does it for this week, boys and ghouls. But before uh, you tuck in for the night, why not rate and review us on Apple Podcasts? It helps us keep bringing these episodes of mayhem (laughs) give us a review and we'll give you a shout out at the end of an episode next week we're covering the 1992 slasher classic Candyman, starring tony todd and virginia madsen it's also getting the remake or a spiritual sequel of sorts uh coming out here in a couple of weeks uh and until then we'll see you in oh and keep on slashing and keep on slashing. There it is. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Cut me off. I was saying we'll see you in hell, but yeah, just keep on slashing. That, that'll. That'll fucking do fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs>